You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. It's Thursday. Oh my god, this week has truly flown by. I'm going to Salt Lake City tomorrow, Friday. I'm gonna be there Friday and Saturday. Um, I reached out to a guy there that I've been off and on chatting with, like in DMs, who lives in Utah. And um, I've met him once before, but we've been like kind of flirty in DMs. But recently it's kind of dropped off, and I think it's because he got a girlfriend. That's just what I'm assuming, because it was kind of on before then. And um, and I just wrote to him to see if he wanted to hang out, and I'm guessing he can't because I'm I saw like a, a glimpse of a, a woman in one of his Instagram stories. You know when it's like they're showing you something and then they like the camera like turns away really quick and you just see like a flash of a tight ass on a dock in a really cute bikini. That's what I saw and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm guessing. You know, maybe it was his sister. Who knows? But um I think the fact that I even want to hang out with him it definitely confirms to me that I know he's unavailable. Somehow I I'm aware of it. Sorry, my dog is barking. Someone, I just was reading, you know, like how tweets are just like, people just tweet so that they can screenshot it and put it on Instagram now. And then a meme account can pick it up and then you can get more followers. Like that's the new way to accrue followers. Um, I love them because so many of these tweets are just written by these like girls that, you know, have one funny thought and they put it out there and it's like the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. But they're not comedians. They're just like kind of, girls that had a you know one tweet that just like captured something so perfectly there's been a couple of those I mean there's a lot of girls that that do this and they are comedians and they're really good at it but the, some of them it's just like a random you know 17 year old in Omaha and she shoots off a tweet from a Walmart parking lot and you're like that's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life there was one though that I just read and I wish I could give it credit but I couldn't find it anymore um that was like it was something like Boys always say they can't read our mind, but they sure seem to know when we've moved on from them. You know, something like that. Something about how like, you know, guys are always like, I, how am I supposed to know what you're feeling? And then the second you like aren't into them, they hit you up again. Or the second you start being interested in someone else and you've moved on even a little bit, they sense it. I'm the same way. The second a guy is disinterested in me, I'm like, <laughs> Um, so that's, that's probably, if I'm into a guy, I can guarantee you he's unavailable in some way. That is just almost certain. Um, I've just, I don't think I've ever been into anyone who is completely available to me. And that's something I'm working on. I'm acknowledging it and I'm moving on. I'm not judging it as my therapist would say, acknowledge it, but don't get mad at yourself about it and beat yourself up about it. Just acknowledge it. So I'm just acknowledging it and that's okay. It's a very common thing. Yes, I'm 36 and time's a ticking and I got to figure this out soon because I'd like to be attracted to someone who would be who would actually be available to me and be willing to love me. I'm honestly getting nauseous even saying that. But yes, I'm deserving of love and someday I'll get there. I'm a work in Prague. I got to go to Prague. Um, So I... Uh, yeah, I'm going to Salt Lake and 
uh, I'm excited to see my friend Andrew again. I'm really pumped about that. We've been texting, so whatever I referenced yesterday, like he might be mad at me. I think he's over it. Although I'm not that nice to him. I just, you know, I was getting annoyed by his, his, and his Instagrams are funny. The ones where he's like boxing, a th- beating up a bag or whatever. I turn the sound on and then it's like a funny video, but I'm like, there's something about this that makes me think it's a little thirsty and it annoys me. And you know why it annoys me? Because I want to be thirsty, but I can't. I don't get to show off my hot bod when I want to. That's why I just dropped trow the other day in front of my ex-boyfriend to be like, hey, remember this? Will you toss me a compliment? And then I shut the door and he went home. So it's probably healthier to just make a jokey video where you get to flex and show off your body. And then you can be like, I was just doing that because it was a joke. It's probably a healthier way to express yourself. Um, yeah. And anytime I'm annoyed with anyone ever, it's always because it's bringing up something in me. I'm aware of that. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, feeling really good today, to be honest with you guys. I just want to, um, catch you up on that. I woke up from a nap a couple hours ago and I just felt so much better. I can't describe what happened. It makes me feel like having depression is almost like being haunted and like something happened when I was sleeping during my hour and a half nap and it lifted. Like I was de-exercised. No, I was exercised. I wasn't exercising, but I was de- something. It 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 unhaunted me. Um, it's gone for now. It will come back as it always does, and that's okay. Not judging it, but it's gonna come back, and that's what I gotta remember: is that none of it is ever permanent. Whenever I'm thinking of all these terrible thoughts, they always seem like that's the way it is, and it's. Anytime I don't think this way, I'm lying to myself and I'm in, um, you know, I'm in denial. I always convince myself that when I'm depressed, I'm right, you know? And then when I'm not depressed, which right now I'm not, I am don't relate to the person I was this morning. I truly don't. I don't know what happened, but I just don't have those thoughts right now. And um, I know they're, that they're somewhere in there. Like yesterday, and why wouldn't they be, you know? Um when you don't express your feelings, they're gonna come back to get you. Like yesterday I was on a run and I was really, really sad. And I started crying in the middle of the run because I was listening. What song was I listening to? I was listening to Smokin' From Shooting by My Morning Jacket, which I always say that band wrong. I always say My Morning Jacket. My Morning Jacket. I think that's the right way to say it. Smokin' From Shooting. It's one of my favorite songs ever. Um, because it just, I've never felt so understood by a song. You can go listen to it and see why if you're depressed, you probably relate to it as well. Especially if you're a touring comedian, because it's talking about, um, living your life on the road or maybe they say on the run either way I was running as I was listening to it. So that was fitting as well. And I just kind of decided to feel the song and like feel sorry for myself. That's kind of the only way I can ever cry is to just be like, you poor thing and just feel sad for myself. And so I started, I was crying and running, which I always like to do because it's like crying in the shower. Like I was already sweaty. It was like the last part of my run. So I was, and I was running as fast as I could because usually my run takes 36 minutes if I'm just doing a cash run. 
and I had to get on a call at like 31 minutes after I started my run. So I was like, I got to knock off five minutes. So I was sprinting the entire way. Not going to lie. I did an eight minute mile for four miles in a row, which, you know, the fastest I've run since I've been home is like an 845 mile. So I knocked off 45 seconds off of all my miles, which is, I was booking it. And I was trying to like almost hurt myself with the run because I just wanted to feel anything than the sorrow I was feeling. And I was about, I was crying when I was running. And then I just, I needed to cry so much more because there was too many, it was still light outside. There were a lot of cars driving by. Like I know people in my neighborhood. I can't just be sobbing running down the road, even though I looked wet anyway. Um, and then I just like quickly just stopped crying, like just on a fucking dime. And cause I had to jump on this call. That was why I stopped crying. Cause I had to jump on a call. And so I just tucked it down. It's like when you, oh my God, this is exactly the same analogy. It's like when you really have to poop so bad, right? We're like, I am going to shit my pants. And then something happens where you just can't. And then you get done with that activity and you're like, okay, clearly I should have to shit again. And then you don't for like hours. You're just like, I can't, I don't even have the urge to, but you know, it's inside you because it was just in you. So it's still in you. That's how I feel about crying because I shut down the cries, right? On a dime, I was like, I usually end my run about a, a, a block from my house and I walk the rest of it to kind of like cool down. And um, and I, I sat on my front porch to wait for this call to come in and I'm sitting there and my crying, I'm done with crying. Not It's not even close to happening anymore because I shut it down. I'm not even like pushing it down. It's just gone. Like I can really make it just go away. And then I got an email from my manager's assistant that was like, the call has been pushed to tomorrow. And you would have thought that like, I really wanted to get that cry out. I was like, oh my God, as soon as I'm done with this call, I can't wait to go in my room and just like let it out because it just, it needs to happen so bad. And then I just, there was no desire to do it. I just went into the kitchen, had dinner with my parents. Then we went and we watched some TV shows. We're watching season eight of Kirby Enthusiasm. It's a great season that I somehow missed. And, um, and then I haven't cried since now that cry is still in there. The poop is still in me and I got to get it out at some point, but maybe it happened in my dream. You know, I just had some really terrible dreams during my nap, like the kind of dream. I don't remember any of the specifics of the dream. And I know you're like, thank God we don't need to hear it because I don't even need to fucking tell you, you know, like hearing dreams, no matter how interesting, never is good material for a podcast or any unless unless it's a recording of you talking about your dream like I've played before those are entertaining and I will continue to do those but just me recalling my dream with a lucid voice not fun so I don't know what the dream was but it was horrible because I remember in the dream having that feeling of like I know this is a dream get me out of this please get me out of this I don't want to live this out get me out and I remember shaking trying to just shake my body awake and I couldn't get out of it there was a moment where I kind of woke up and was like okay good it's a dream and then it's then I was pulled back into it and it happened about three times where I was trying to like pinch myself in my dream but instead I do I do a shake for some reason wherever and it's always embarrassing because whatever's happening in the dream I have to just start violently shaking in you know the living room of my second grade best friend which is actually Crestwood Mall's parking lot and also Casa Gallardo 
which is a Mexican restaurant in St. Louis. You know, like it's a, a, but I have to start convulsing in whatever scenario I'm in, which is always a risk because I'm not sure if I'm in a dream or not. I just have to start convulsing to get me out of it. So eventually Marion woke me up because she was barking at the UPS guy. And I guess they have a beef or something. I don't really know. Or maybe he has beef in his pocket and she wants it. Regardless, I got out of the dream and I just felt so much better. I was in like the best mood. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. I just know that it lifted. But I do know that I eventually need to cry at some point, And I'm going to try to do that. I cried a little. Yeah, that's not a lie. I cried a little last night. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't a sob. It was barely. You know, it's like when you were coming. I don't know. I, I hate to keep making these analogies. But all I have is, is pooping and coming to really relate anything to. to. <laughs> And it's like when you're about to come and you're like, do you guys do that with porn? I think I've talked to you about it before, but whenever I'm watching porn, I just like, I know that I can have a better orgasm. Like there's one, if I wait, there's a better one lurking. So I'll just push it down a little bit and I won't let myself come. And then you can't ever, well, wow. It's the same fucking analogy I just gave for pooping. Everything's connected. Jesus Christ. This is the first podcast of mine you're listening to. I'm really sorry, but welcome to the show. How are you? I hope you're good. You know, but who really fucking knows? Did I just get depressed again? I feel like I did. All the changes is I went and got a glass of water. Nothing really changed. I went to go maybe go get a soda. I thought I had put one in the, the ice box because that's what I do. I just throw them in the ice box and it's almost like a microwave, but for cold, you know, except you got to leave it in for like 20 minutes. Otherwise they explode. Which happens to me a lot. I always forget about sodas I throw in there. The other day it happened. It exploded. But it was like a clear drink. So I was like, who really cares? I mean, it's still a mess and, and, and an inconvenience. And my mom was annoyed. My mom is really trying to stay very positive around me, which has been very nice. You know, um, because last week I just shared with her how sad I was. And so I think she felt some, like she was like, oh, shit, I got to tread lightly around her. And it's been awesome. I should just pretend I'm depressed more often because she was she's been really nice to me. Um, But the other day I did explode a drink and because I forgot about it. And she said to me, um, Nick, Nick. One of your drinks exploded in the freezer. And I go, oh, shit, I forgot. And she goes, you can't forget about those. And I honestly can't describe to you a sentence that's more obnoxious than you saying, oh, shit, I forgot. And she goes, yeah, you can't forget about those. Oh, oh, right. Okay, well, that's not helpful. Of course, I don't want to forget. A more helpful sentence could be next time, maybe set a timer, set an alarm. Or, it's okay, it happens. Those are great things to say, but that's not what she said. Oh, man. she's She's been great. My mom, I love her so much, and thank God for this quarantine, because I've come to love my parents in ways that I never thought I could, and I'm so grateful for them. But, man, yesterday was funny, because I got home, I did the podcast, and then I, after I sent in the podcast... um. Like right after I recorded with you guys, for you guys, um, my dad sent me a picture 
of myself that he took the other day. And now I, I've been lecturing my parents off and on throughout my stay here. I've been here for, oh my God, it's almost been four months. Wait, March, April, May. I forgot almost what month came after April. May, June, July. It's going to be four months, July 15th. Jesus Christ. I don't know what I'm doing, you guys. I got to get out of here, but I also don't have any idea where I'm going to go next. I'm waiting to see if this reality show sells. And then if that sells, then I'm going to stay here and make it, which I really hope it does because I would love to make a show here in St. Louis. I think I could really cultivate an interesting life if there were cameras on me. I'm not really motivated to do that unless there's cameras. The other day I was like shooting a reel for it that we're going to take out and pitch um, with these producers, which I'm working with like the best um, reality show production company that there is. I mean, they do the best shows the most like I, I can't even believe they want to work with me it means I'm doing something right in my life that these people think that I'm going to sell a show because I actually do think I could sell a show I know I don't drink and that's like the crux of a lot of reality shows is you need to be a drunken mess and make mistakes but I'm willing to do things that drunk people are already doing because I have something that they don't which is I don't give a fuck anymore and I don't need liquor to make me honest you know but I do need it to make me belligerent and say things I'll regret and be mean to my loved ones which are key components of a reality show so we'll see but anyway um what did I even what was I even saying about that oh yeah so I've been um so I've been telling my parents that they need to take more pictures of me because let me just say really briefly before I continue this Pot really does affect your short-term memory in terms of picking up where you left off. And as someone who talks very tangentially, which you guys know, I am very tan and gentle. Um, when I speak, I, I start on one thing, I go off on it, I trail off, then I go back to the trail and I come back, like I leave little crumbs to get back. But when I am smoking weed, those crumbs get eaten by little woodland animals. And then I can't find my way back to the path. But since I've stopped smoking weed, which is 11 days ago, which I only know because I have an app on my phone that tells me so, that I check in every day and I say, yep, still not smoking weed. Um, it's been very helpful. Since I've done that, I can always find my way back to the path. And so I'm actually very excited to do comedy this weekend because it will be the first time in several years that I have not been smoking weed every day and also trying to do comedy. Because although it cre I started smoking weed, I got to say, and I will get back to what I was saying before, and I will not forget because I do not smoke weed anymore for the time being. Um, I, I, I used to say this, and I, and I kind of thought, well, maybe that's a bullshit excuse. Maybe you're just an addict. That's why you want to smoke weed. But I kind of smoked weed because I was getting bored with stand-up. It just wasn't challenging anymore. I was too comfortable on stage, and there's something about – being scared about being on stage and getting nervous that makes it, you better or at least makes me better I really thrive when I'm the pressure is on I, I don't mean to toot my own horn but I've truly never failed when I when there's a lot of pressure on me yes I've had regrets and I've forgotten jokes or I've delivered jokes in ways that I wish I wouldn't have but I've never give anything short of an A a performance when it's something really big like a roast yes there I look back at the Rob Lowe roast the first one I did and I'm like oh boy someone I recently did a radio interview and they played it 
and I sound so, you know, to me, like such a novice. I mean, I was such a baby. And I really thought I was badass that night. And for me, that was an A for the time being. Like, that was a stellar performance for me at the time. It's just shown me how much I've grown as a performer because that would, if I, if I did that performance now, it would not, it would not be good enough. And it would not be up to par with what I'm capable of. So it's just shown me I've grown. Anyway, I really do thrive under immense pressure. And it's um, something that I just you know it sounds like a brag but it's just true when I feel like everything is riding on something um or if I'm riding on everything which is the kind of gangbang I would like to be involved in where I ride on everything um I, I just do a great job and I, I rarely or whether or not I think I do a great job people tend to think it's great and it, t- it tends to be like a home run right but Stand up for me just got to the point where I was like, I just didn't feel the pressure to be great. I wasn't feeling that like I would I would have sold out theater shows. And although I was like, oh, my God, everyone's paying to see me. It just still didn't feel like, oh, my God, what if I fuck up? Because I just knew I wouldn't because it was just like. And, and actually, let me go back to like clubs when I'm doing like when I was starting to like sell out clubs. And this is before I started smoking weed every day. I just was like not thrilled by it. It just wasn't like it wasn't challenging anymore. And and it should have been because stand up is challenging and I should have constantly been forcing myself to try new jokes and all that stuff, which I was, but for whatever reason it didn't it didn't excite me or scare me the way it used to. And so I started smoking pot, I think, before sets to to make myself scared because it's harder to do things when you're smoking weed. It's like putting on a weighted jacket and going for a run or running with weights around your ankles or running when you're stoned. Actually running when you're stoned is actually very motivating for me, which I'll get into in a second. But so God, I got to wrap this up and I got to go back to, to, to the trail. We're, we're well off the trail. I'm about to jump off a cliff here just cause I'm wandering too far and it's, it's getting like dense brush and I think that it's going to keep going, but it's just going to be a quick drop off and then the, the podcast is just going to stop. Anyway, I started smoking pot for that reason and then it which was really exciting because it did challenge me. I'd be on stage and I'd be like, oh, my God, you're so high. You're freaking out. You're freaking out. And then I would have to like overcome it and it would propel me to be better in some way. I don't understand why, but it did. But then it became too easy again. Smoking weed and being on stage high was not thrilling, was not like they don't know. Like it, I was be, I was able to function perfectly on it and it wasn't thrilling at all so I'm gonna start doing meth and I'm gonna try it out this weekend in Salt Lake City and I hope to see you there and I might already be on it now no I'm not um but I am like talking very fast because I'm realizing that this podcast needs to like hurry up so if you want to put it on a half setting right now this would be the time to do it because I'm gonna talk really fast the rest of the time so I was um okay here I go I'm gonna try to talk as fast as I can because it's just kind of a fun challenge so Wait, where was I? Oh, I got to get back to the trail. I got to get back to the trail. Oh, oh yeah. What, what I was saying is that right now, like I am so better at getting back on the trail because I'm not smoking pot as much anymore. I can really find my thoughts and remember the bookmarks that I've set in a story and get back to them way better than I was when I was smoking pot. And I was trying to convince myself that that wasn't an, a, a symptom of smoking pot, that I was just, you know, scatterbrained because that's who I am and I've always been that way. But it isn't always who I've been. I really am good at going on tangents and then going back to the spot. So let's get back to the spot, which is what I was 
was saying was I was going to start a reality show. I was here in St. Louis. My parents aren't taking enough pictures of me. There we go. My parents aren't taking enough pictures of me. So the other day I kind of scolded my dad and I'm like, I take so many pictures of you. I had read him a DM where someone said, hey, I started following you because I enjoy you, but I'm staying for you because I am actually a bigger fan of your parents now. And that kind of annoyed me because yes, my parents are kind of more interesting than me. And I'm not stupid you know I put them on camera because they are more interesting than me I like to have friends who are actually funnier than me around me I'm not someone who stacks the deck with people who are less funnier than me I've never been someone who chooses openers who aren't funnier than me I like I like having openers who kill because then it like smoking weed on stage it challenges me to kill even harder so that is why I put my parents on camera but I did not appreciate that DM even though I did appreciate it but I read it to my dad and I was like see people like you more than they like me now and then I just kind of got bratty and I was like why don't you have the reason I don't even post because I don't even post pictures of myself anymore go to my Instagram it's been so long since I posted any picture of myself I can't, there, no one's taking any goddamn photos of me it was all my best friends taking pictures of me before I was always at the comedy cellar and I would hand, hand Ian my cell phone or hand Anya my cell phone or Anya would just take a picture of me because she would see me in some pretty lighting and she always knew my right angles. And um, my angles are right angles. They all are right. They're all 90 degrees. So she, um, so now I have no one taking pictures of me. So I kind of scolded my dad. I'm like, you and mom never take pictures of me. And he's heard this already. And it was talked about it on Conan. And that's why I used to go out to the ring uh, camera on my front porch and just pose and see my different angles on the ring camera because the ring cares about me more than my parents do because they don't pay pictures of me even though my dad took a, a video of poppy the other day which he said in the kitchen today what and i posted on my instagram if you want to go see it it's uh, a video of poppy um dancing my she's my one-year-old niece and she was dancing the other day which was so cute and you, th you would think that we taught her that dance and we taught her to raise her hand like that but she didn't she was just doing it on her own and it was actually like a really good dance and i was kind of jealous because i have never danced and like come up with my own dance in such a creative way and I think she has like a natural talent and it definitely didn't come from the glazer side of the family at all because we have no um, natural abilities to um, keep rhythm with our bodies that's not true my dad's a really good rhythm guitar player let I digress let's get back to the trail so I told my dad you need to take more pictures of me cut to an hour later I was really depressed I was wanting to get out of the house wanted to get my caffeine fixed I wanted to go up to Starbucks so I was going to drive my new car uh, down for 10 boyfriends up to Starbucks and I asked my dad if he wanted to go with me. So he got in the car with me. And as I was driving, I had Marion in my uh, lap. And I looked really pretty because I had just shot in the sizzle reel for the, the reality show that I'm doing. I did like an interview with them that I was just telling you guys about. So I put on some makeup. So I actually looked better than I have in months since being at home. My dad took a picture of me candidly. And I was actually kind of excited to maybe see the picture someday, but not immediately. I'm one of these people that if you take a picture of me, I don't want to see it right away because I, if there's anything wrong with it, I can't like lie to myself and be like, oh my God, you've changed since then. Like when a post, per person posts a picture from like last year, if I look disgusting in it, I can be like, oh my God, you've changed since then. Like, right? Okay, so you see my logic there. Sometimes though that backfires because someone will post a picture of me from like a year ago. Like I don't feel comfortable posting pictures from a photo shoot I did less than a year ago because I feel like they're all lies because they don't look like that anymore. So I can never really win. I constantly put myself in um, the situation where I can never be good enough, whether it's a current photo or whether it's a photo from the past. If it's from the past, well, and I look good, okay you don't look like that anymore if the photo from the past and I don't look good okay you don't look like that anymore okay there's some way I can win okay I just talked myself back into the bath okay so my dad took a picture of me he sent it to me yesterday out of the blue so we took this photo two days ago but he sent it to me the next day it was too soon I didn't want to see it yet and even though I thought I looked pretty in the moment my arm looked fat which I know it isn't because my arms are, are a skinny part of myself so much so that sometimes I think they look too skinny and I'm like oh my god people are gonna think that I'm anorexic and then and then two seconds later I'll see a picture of myself and I'm like god my arms are so fat which leads me to believe I have body dysmorphia because both of those things cannot exist within the same 24 hours. Your arms can't be both too skinny and also too fat in the same time. So that's all my issues altogether. 
But my dad sent me this photo and I zoomed in on my face and there is a section of my face that seriously was so triggering for me because it was like this old patch of skin that has like age spots on it, like sunspots. And the it looked dimpled, even though my skin is like doesn't have acne right now. It just looked like so bad, so bad, so much so that like yesterday, Carl Reiner died and actually two days ago to you because this podcast is coming out the day after I record it. But two days ago, Carl Reiner died the same day that I get this picture sent to me literally hours after I'm seeing all these pictures of Carl Reiner. And literally the patch of skin on my face looks like Carl Reiner's face. Like that's how old the patch looks. And it's nothing against Carl Reiner who's 98 years old. His face should look that old. But my face is 36 years old and should not look that old. And I've had a lot of lasers and like injections. And I just, I take care of my skin. I recently got a uh, Clarisonic that is supposed to change my life. And it really hasn't done anything for me yet. And um, maybe I'm not using it right. I definitely... um, I'm disappointed that it doesn't spin. It just kind of vibrates. I kind of think it's a joke. So anyway, I paid $99 for it on uh, Amazon. And I think it was a regret. Can you believe how fast I'm talking right now? I'm serious. I bet you guys have had to put this on half half speed because it's almost too fast for me. I'm really impressing myself. And I think this is a good exercise for me to always do the second half of the podcast as fast as I can because it's making my mind like think faster than it has in like literally months. So then my dad sent me this picture. I zoomed in on this part of my face that is truly disgusting and I couldn't get over it. And my mom is right right there at the kitchen sink washing um, a dish. And I uh, went up to a dish that I probably like left in the sink. Actually, I do my own dishes. I'm not going to say that about myself. I do my own dishes. I do my own laundry. People people keep giving like, does your mom do your laundry because you're living at home? Does she do all the dishes? No, I empty the dishwasher at least once a week and I scrub all my own dishes. So there, and that's about where it ends. I don't do anything else. My mom cleaned my bathroom and I Venmoed her $100, she gave back to me because she was like I just want you to have a nice room because she thought I was depressed because she was worried about me I got to tell her about my uh, suicidal ideations more because she really feels sorry for me and treats me like a princess back to the trail so then I zoomed in on my face and I go mom look at this section of my face like do you see that like is that real like what's going on and she was just like I don't know oh yeah weird and she just said weird instead of like oh you're crazy we all have that or you're beautiful it doesn't matter I mean she does do that sometimes she goes if you heard the number of people that text me how beautiful you are all the time you wouldn't believe it and I'm like well you've never really shared it with me these are all just uh you know it's all hearsay you're not sharing any of this with me please forward these texts to me actually don't I don't believe people when they say I'm beautiful. I think they're just being nice. So again, it's a catch 22. I can't win. So anyway, I zoomed in on this picture of myself and I truly got so depressed because of this patch of old skin. It looked like an old elderly man's, the back of an elderly man's hand was on this, the center of my face. And I don't know what to do about it. It makes me want to go get um, uh, another laser facial but I don't really I don't have time to do that because now I just found out I'm going to be on TV January or January July 21st I mean it's all the same now Um, I'm doing a really special TV thing that I can't wait to tell you guys about but I can't yet because no one's really confirmed it but I think it's going to happen and I can't burn my face off because I don't want it to look crazy on TV so that's the problem with laser facials it's like yes I can go get those and my skin could look better but then I got to take off like two weeks of being on camera which I should have done two weeks ago because I haven't been on camera because my parents never take a goddamn picture of me and we're done Oh my God, that was so, seriously, I feel like I just came. I'm sure that was really annoying to listen to, but it was really fun for me and I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I gotta go now. (laughs) Jesus Christ, I'm sweating. That was a workout. I sprinted. That was a sprint. Holy shit. Um, Could I be a rapper? Nikki, shut up. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you tomorrow on the last episode of the week. Uh, 
keep posting about the podcast if you like it. Post it in your Instagram stories. Tell your friends. It's really word of mouth that spreads people to and, and lets people know about a podcast. Um, and I appreciate you guys doing it. But only tell friends that you really think would get it. I don't. You don't need to tell any. Last night I posted on my story because I every night um, the Tweeties. If you follow, if you like. Um, Oh no, this has gone so long. If you know that, I'm so sorry. This is such a long one. If you guys know, um, if you listen to double double speed, then then it's shorter, right? So okay, sorry Noah, my producer who's editing this, and I'm so so sorry. But anyway, um, you know what? I'll tell you about the Tweeties tomorrow. I'm gonna write it down so I don't forget to tell you um about the Tweeties. All right, I love you so much. Thank you for listening. I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Uh, squirt squirt. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 